It's a cool show. She's an Aquarius. He's an asshole. You're listening to Mormon and the Meth Head. If you put a Mormon and a Meth Head together, this is what they sound like. Aaron would all and just so read our friends. Listen to them talking to Mike. So, remember last week, maybe, when I was talking about my realization of no external enemies and how it's really caused this huge paradigm shift for me, changed the way I think about things? Well, let me tell you another story about another movie that I watch. This one's called The Lobster, okay? It came out in 2016, 2015, something like that. I don't know. But I remember seeing the trailer for it back then. And I was very excited to see it. It looked like something right up my alley. And Tabitha did too. I shared the trailer with Tabitha. We were both excited to see it. And I was like, can't wait to see this movie. We're going to see it together. And then she leaves me, right? She leaves me. And then this movie comes out. And everyone is talking about it. All my friends are seeing it. And they're all saying that I would love it. And that I should see it. But uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Because the movie is like about love. It's... Uh, it's set in this it, like this alternate reality where everyone has autism i think uh and <laughs> if you also if you like all good love stories if you don't fall in love or if you don't get married you get turned into an animal okay that's that's the specifically p- lobster well you or... get to pick you okay. get to pick oh, and the main cool. character colin farrell picks a lobster he said if he doesn't get married soon he gets turned into a lobster so no i'm not gonna see any movie about love about uh lobsters. Ab- about lobsters but certainly not one that i was planning on seeing with the wife who has now left me right i, I don't want to be conf- like it's just that's too painful so i'm not gonna see it and then one day i'm on the phone with tabitha and she tells me that she just saw the lobster and guess what you would love it, Aaron. You would really love it. I know that I would love it. <laughs> I already know that I would have loved. I would have loved it. Now I can't love it anymore, okay? Now it's a little too painful. Uh, but I am really happy that you had a great time on your Tinder date seeing the movie that I wanted to see with you with someone else. And I'm glad that you uh, thought to give me your review Thank you, Very nice. Siskel and nice Ebert. Lady. I, I, yeah, exactly. And I kind of got, I got really mad at her. I was like, like, don't fucking tell me to see this movie, right? Well, the favorite is now in theaters. I wanted to see the favorite, and it's from the same director as Lobster. Lobster's on Netflix. I'm like, I should watch the Lobster finally. Years I, later, yeah. Years later, this just happened. So now I'm sitting down to watch the Lobster, and as it's starting, I'm thinking about this that that moment and i'm kind of laughing and i'm thinking aaron there was no winning with you back then like you were just so angry and so hurt by every single thing she said didn't matter what she said here's all she was doing was was recommending a movie like something that you guys used to love to talk about she's trying to extend an olive branch she's like hey you would i saw this movie you it made me think of you i you know and i it just i hated her for it i hated her i was like how dare that's so it just felt like such a um 
purposeful way to hurt me. It didn't feel like she was being friendly. It felt like she was trying to hurt me by telling me she had seen this movie with someone else telling me that I would like it. And I just, now in a different place, I just couldn't help but laugh at myself. And I was like, this is, I can't believe you waited three years to see this movie just because you were in so much pain. Your ego was so bruised. Yeah. You just couldn't see this movie. <sighs> Man, I I think I owe her an apology. Like I, I probably for a lot of things, for a lot right. of things, but uh, definitely for this. Like huh, anyway, then the then the the movie starts, and three seconds into this movie, Jessica, <laughs> Colin Farrell gets. I don't I'm kidding. Three seconds. Look at the clock. It says it's a zero zero three. It's three seconds into the movie. His wife is leaving him. That's how. <laughs> That's how the movie starts. The movie starts with him as a happily married man, <laughs> unaware that his wife is miserable. She did say this movie made her, her think of you. Yeah. <laughs> what a bitch. What a bitch. This, 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 this bitch went to, so watched a movie where it, where people who get left by their wives are hunted down for sport <laughs> and said... I know a guy who'd love this. I, I know. You know who would love this? The guy I left. He would love it. And then her, uh, uh, her date's like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> this, this bitch. I'm clearly in a much better place. I've grown a lot. I've learned. I've learned a lot of things. I am doing really, really well. I just can't help but like see her like pondering the movie after it's over while she's getting railed from behind by <laughs> some from some from some asshole on Bumble and and being like oh, I cannot wait to tell Aaron <laughs> to go to go see that movie about about sad sad men that that get left by their wives <laughs> I think it's going to be right up his alley I got to make sure he sees it I got to I was so I am uh. not apologizing. I think <laughs> I think I was right. I think uh. I was. Any anywho, you wanted to talk about astrology? <laughs> uh. I wanna well we keep getting questions. We've gotten a couple of questions in Facebook groups where people are like they want proof. And I went out the other that, night with that someone that soaking exists. Fuck all there of you. There is no soaking. This, this is a small tangent we're going to go off on right now. I feel like some of you have forgotten the uh, episode, or you came in late, or whatever. But uh, I'm getting increasingly upset at the, <laughs> at the rumors <laughs> of soaking. For a recap, soaking is a completely fictional practice where uh, you insert a fully erect penis into uh, a vagina and then don't move. Okay. You just sit. Didn't somebody say that they've done it, though? No, not a single... <laughs> yeah, I, I have, I have issued a challenge. I have issued a challenge, <laughs> and no one, not a single person has stepped forward with first-hand experience. That's all I give a shit about. If, you, if one more person says, but my roommate, fuck, your roommate lied to you. Your roommate had full-on sex and thought that he could somehow rationalize it and saying that he soaked and that that would be... No, you, I want to meet a person who, who first-hand like, will say that I soaked. I I got inside my girlfriend and did nothing. I just sat there. I just sat there still and then didn't tell my bishop about it. it I, it's so funny to me that Mormons are so weird that this stuff does seem plausible because I feel like you guys aren't idiots. You guys, uh, 
<laughs> don't you I don't you guys aren't like the people who are like uh sharing Facebook posts like uh, as of 1201 uh today I no longer give my permission <laughs> to uh Facebook to share my photos my friend is a lawyer and I just felt like you know you know you guys aren't morons but uh yet there's Mormons are so weird that that seems like that that could be possible but I swear if you just think about it for a second they're either Mormons aren't having sex like dry humping yeah I'm dry humping happens there's a lot of weird stuff that happens but like no one's going that far and stopping there like right. you, either you're going to just have sex or you're going to come up with a way around it. Soaking is the weirdest thing. But someone today took it a step further God. by saying that on the Stern Show, which is a great place to get facts. <laughs> it's a fantastic <laughs> place to collect uh, accurate <laughs> stories. Uh, they said that there, there's a new wrinkle that I've never heard of before. That at BYU there are soakers and then there are jumpers. <laughs> jumpers <laughs> facilitate the soaking so that so that uh you and uh your girlfriend are in your bed in your dorm room on your twin bed in your dorm room uh and you're soaking and then your roommates will jump up and down also on your twin bunk bed at the riviera or wherever you live and there by virtue of them jumping on the bed you guys get to have sex without any of the guilt uh, sure. That sounds like a sounds like an experience that carries no, no weird guilt. ramifications. <laughs> you don't have any weird feelings afterwards. You're just a couple of pals, just a couple of pals jumping up and down on the bed <laughs> while you <laughs> deflower a girl <laughs> from Rexburg <laughs> in a in the, in in God's God's biggest loophole. You have no idea. <laughs> how pissed god is that he didn't foresee this he is all-knowing and still didn't come up with a way around he's just like fuck they got me you know what game recognized game i get that you guys are all going to heaven you guys are all on my squad i love it i love it there's uh yeah is there is the bible like uber specific about thrusting yes yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the hip action that is the actual what kind of friends do you? I, <laughs> Yo, when I, I was at BYU, sex, like I was like, lucky can you to have... help me fuck into my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Could yeah. you put your foot on my butt? <laughs> you know, I was just like I said, I said fuck in front of him, and he and he didn't say anything, so I knew he was cool. So I was like, hey man, you want to fucking jump on my on, on my giant bean bag? <laughs> then I'm gonna suck my girlfriend off. What? <laughs> What? And There's, people are like, no, it's a, th it's a thing. You like, would need such a big bed <laughs> for that to be. You would need a big bed and and so few inhibitions <laughs> that like I also just like why are we stopping there? I feel like there's also guys at BYU like you can just hold a, a beer next to your <laughs> mouth and then another dude will just hit it. And it, and if it splashes something into your mouth, that doesn't count. The dude, the, those guys are called tappers. They just come by and they just tap everyone's, they tap everyone's glass at the party. You know, thanks, thanks, bro. Fuck. <laughs> Stern is the best place to get facts. Uh, um, anyway, we get a questions about astrology. Yeah, and uh, astrology is more real than soaking for sure. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. 
there have been a couple questions about things like tarot and they want to know what makes these cards magic and stuff. I believe it's called tarot. (laughs) I believe it's pronounced tarot. Also, could you ever use magic, the gathering cards to do a reading? Could you do that? I could. It says magic right now. You have? Mm -hmm. Nice. So tell us about it. Okay. So basically anything that you're using as an oracle from the, from the, Assuming the perspective that this is a video game or or a simulation or some type of uh, play with consciousness and there is a higher version of you and the version of you that's down here playing oracles are a way to communicate with that higher version of you. So I'm pretty good at staying in that higher version of myself and keeping the big picture and being able to see how everything is in my ultimate best good. But when I am emotionally attached to an outcome or I am in some type of emotional pain or something, it's difficult for me to see the big picture because I'm stuck in this in this uh, limited view. I'm being held there by, by whatever attachment that I have. And this is where something like tarot comes in handy. Another thing that it would come in handy is if uh, indecision is a, is a difficulty for you. If you feel like this we've talked about like the, it feels like the stakes are very high on small decisions or big decisions people can use tarot to kind of see a big picture you can use it to see the purpose of something unfolding in your life but it's not that the cards are magic it's that you are communicating you are using those cards to communicate with your higher self is the belief there and then someone who is gifted someone who has that gift who's very good at hearing things in the ether hearing depending on what you believe in if you believe in guides or aliens or whatever being able to communicate with them so Karen Rontowski did a reading for me the other day I was having a hard time and not only was she like she's the kind of she's very good at what she does so when she's putting the cards out she's not just reading the cards and the and what the cards mean she's able to interpret what they mean in the context of the situation and she's also able to hear all of the notes and so there were several notes when I would say things and she was like uh I just heard that that's not as much as you think and uh she said repeatedly to me in this reading that she hears me uh she kept saying, you're not broken. You're not broken. And that was something as I'm cycling through trying to figure out what's happening, what the, like trying to get the focus on a situation, right? So I'm I'm trying to get big picture. Mm -hmm. And I kept circling back to, am I broken? Is this the result of me being broken? Is this the result of something? And so she was, she could hear that. And so that's what, when you're getting a reading or you're doing a reading for yourself, I can use anything as an Oracle. So I can be walking down the street and if I'm, I'm grinding on something and I can't figure it out, I can turn around and look at a a magazine and the headline on the magazine will have an answer for me because I have developed that communication. So there is no quantifiable proof for that. I can't tell you that, it's a for a fact real. Is it open to interpretation? Absolutely. Your entire life is open to interpretation. That is the trick here. You are uh, living a life where things happen and you get to interpret what those things mean, what this, what the series of your life experiences is. You get to write the narrative. And so this is just a part of that. There are no, like, there are no facts here. Astrology, and when I say astrology, I'm not talking about horoscopes. Uh-huh. Um 
You're talking about horoscopes are part of it, but they are such a small part of it that when you really understand what astrology is, you're like, oh, okay, that's why horoscopes seems like they could be applied to anything. That is the thing where people are like, obviously horoscopes aren't real because I could read mine and then I can read this person's. Yeah, and- which I and I like when as soon as I let go of that. Because I used to be that. I'm like, well, this could be about anything. And then I realized, oh, that's that's the point. Because you, I didn't, I never had horoscopes until uh, you started sending me mine all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it did just become another way to pull meaning from the universe, which I already was doing. I la- But I derided that way. But I would uh, read my scriptures. I would read the same scriptures over and over again throughout my life. Right. But like on different days, like the same a verse I'd read a hundred times would suddenly stand out in a new meaning because I was something that I had been grinding on. Like suddenly the answers are there in my scriptures. Exactly. No matter what the story is, I would apply it to what I was grinding on and I would find answers in it. Or at general conference or just at talks at regular Sunday school. Like I'd be looking for the answers that that I wanted and you can just find them. You find them anywhere. So like all these things that we we do are just tools and horoscopes at least in the last year that you've been sending them i just now see it like it whereas it used to be something that i laughed at now i just see it as like another possible tool if you're interested if you want to uh look at it like sometimes they they say things in a certain way that make me go huh yeah i do need to do that and other times i just uh read it and i go huh, all right thanks yeah. jess yeah sometimes they're uh i'll go through long stretches where they mean nothing and then other stretches where they are so weirdly specific. There was a movie, a uh, Steve Martin movie I've talked to you about before where the signs on the freeway were talking to him. And at the oh, beginning, yeah. they're just these dumb jokes. But then as the movie goes on, they become these very specific messages for him. And that's how I feel sometimes with uh, horoscopes. Uh, I have a horoscope app that I really like on my phone. And sometimes... Is that the one you always send to me? Yeah. Okay. And they're creepy specific Dude. like i'm like who else is this for who who else is reading this who doesn't have a podcast and all these things happening in their life that this what does this apply to it's only for me when it i get i always get offended when you send like i tell you something that's happening in my day yeah and then you'll send me my horoscope for today and when it when it lines up perfectly, I just always get mad. Yeah, I'm you're always like, like, this almost, is bullshit. I'm like, fuck the California psychic. These <laughs> motherfuckers don't know shit. Like, they like, get out of here. Because, I don't know, it's so eerie that it triggers my defenses. Right. When I immediately want to be like, no, 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 that's, that's, this is bullshit. Uh, but, like, when it doesn't, when it's not close, it's, like, it's more fun. When it, when it's spot on, it freaks me out. Yeah. The, the horoscope app because of the science of of astrology is so complex the horoscope app is literally just an oracle and i swear it's just my higher self writing them it's comical i've how seen jessa read signs like weird weird pieces of paper that had been taped to street lamps in new york city she just stopped she just saw something and just stopped and just read it and looked for messages in and it. i get messages and i've made um huge decisions in my life that were correct and I figured out problems and solved problems. So that's all I'm ever looking for is, is meaning. And for me, my oracles are movies. Yeah. Yeah, Anyone who listens to this podcast can tell that all I am constantly uh, applying movies to my life and thinking about uh, my, you know, I, I'm, that's my thing. 
I treat life like it is a video game and that we are trying to figure it out. And whatever it is, it's coming into focus. And uh, week by week, I feel like I'm figuring out more pieces of the puzzle. But where we are, where we truly are, I feel isn't it's not here. It's somewhere else. And it's, and it's coming into focus. And we talk about that. So assuming that this is a game, astrology would be cheat codes. Mm-hmm. because everything in astrology is working with energies. And uh, a quick, very general uh, primer on astrology. First, you have all of the planets. The planets each represent different facets of your life. So you have uh, your sun and your rising sign. One is uh, how everyone sees you and the other is uh, who you actually are underneath. You have your moon represents your emotions. Mars represents your driving force. Mercury represents the supercomputer of your mind. Venus represents your heart love. Um, Jupiter represents your your love or your uh, luck. And uh, I feel like I'm forgetting a, a big one. But that, that's the general. So you got all the planets. When you were born, you're so much more than the sun sign. So a lot of people, they don't resonate with whatever their sun sign says. The, is the sun the sign horoscope. Is, like what your horoscope in the paper? Yeah, so like what if you your were birthday born, is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here, that's, a, that's your sun sign. But your birth chart, yes. Yeah. So your birth chart would be uh, kind of a picture of where the planets were the moment you were born. And so then that has your sun, your moon, your rising sign, your Mercury, your Mars, your Venus, your and and so you have all of those things. Each of those is in a sign. So if you are someone um, who your sun sign is in an earth sign, right? So earth earth signs are very down to earth, practical. What are the earth signs for those? Uh, Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo. Okay. Okay. So you're a nurse sign. Uh, are, there, are there 12? How many? 12, 12, 12 signs. signs. Okay. I'm not going to get into the extra sign, but oh, um, Jesus. 12 signs and four elements. So you have earth, air, fire, and water. Air signs are Aquarius, Gemini, and Libra. Aquarius isn't in water? No, isn't that It's got it the right water in the water. Bearer, it brings the water, brings the truth. Okay, all right. Water signs are uh, uh, Pisces. Anyway. Yeah, who gives um, a shit? I do know them all, but I feel... Uh, anyway, so you have you here. have the elements. So all of these signs are like earth signs are very good with money. Usually they are uh, pretty logical. They have a hard time kind of thinking uh, they need things to kind of be quantified and and uh, proven. They're very skeptical, uh, but they're very good at everything. Earth. Okay, So uh, air signs are very good at everything not seen. They're charismatic. Because they are like the air. They're good. They have great imaginations. They, like Aquarius is in particular, are very head in the clouds. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we make a great team because you are an earth sign and I am an air sign. So I always describe our dynamic as you walking on the ground holding a balloon and I'm the balloon up in the sky. Yes. Uh, Do you remember that time I started sprinting through the woods to see if you would? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need someone like you in my life. And um, uh, then you have water signs are more emotional. And 
fire signs. I don't fuck too hard with fire signs or, or water signs. So I learned most of what I learned about astrology through relationships with other people. I ask people what their birthdays are and uh, get their birth chart information. And then I pick up on the patterns between them and other people with the same thing. You're my, I've had multi, I have many friends with your birthday, but I've, you're my second, like huge, like very close best friend. With that exact same birthday. With that exact same birthday. Do we have similar traits, me and her? Yes. Mm, that's cool. Now, so I, I believe, I don't know what I believe, but I know that like the moon can change the oceans, you know, like there, there's stuff that, uh, that, that, that I feel like, sure, that's gotta, there's gotta be some sort of power there. So then I, I, then I'm open to the idea of, of the moon affecting us as it, you know, people say like on a full moon, people get crazy and stuff. And I'm like, sure, maybe, I don't know. But, uh, I guess then I'm open to the idea of like, I, I used to think it was crazy. They're like, okay, the where the planets were when I was born determines uh, this about me. And realize, and now I just don't think like it it, it matters. And I, I don't care. Like we all, people love their, their like Myers-Briggs personality type. Exactly. And we'll talk about like, well, I'm a, I'm an ENFP and so blah, 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 blah. And that's just like reading a horoscope. It's you just know? a way of classifying things. And I don't, I, the insinuation or the issue that people have with it is that the planets are controlling you. And it's not that. It's kind of like here you have a map, you have a cheat code for things to know about yourself and things to know about your your energy. So if you are someone who's, um, we talked about your Mars being in, in Pisces. So my mm-hmm. Mars, which is my driving force, is in Aquarius. My Mercury, which is the supercomputer of my mind, is in Aquarius. The Aquarius is the big picture. It's a million directions in once. It's not very good with fine details. It's uh, very good with huge big picture. You can see that in every aspect of my life. I am more comfortable when there are 900 things going on. I tend to get... uh, I'm not very good with the smaller details, but I am very good at being able to see the panoramic view of the point of things. Um, Now let me ask you something. Sorry to interject. But do you think every person that was born on your birthday, born on the same the same day as you, has the same personality as you? Is that what astrology? They would says? have to be born in the same hospital at the exact same time as me to have the, the location same on this Earth. Uh, yeah, changes the. Yeah, there's several of these planets that would be different oh. at different times of. But day. Uh, do you think that you? that this stuff resonates with you because like it just happens it happens to line up with how with how you actually are uh like is there's another aquarius out there with your same uh february birthday or something that like when they read about their their mercury in aquarius they're like oh this doesn't sound like me at all do you think that's the there's someone out there that's uh well so when you have the different planets and you're looking at the different planets it's um all the things that go into play is where the planets are, what sign the planets are in, what house that planet is in that sign. So you have uh, the first house has to do with self appearances, beginnings, the body, first impressions. The second house is money, work, income. The third is the mind, thinking, communication. So now all of those, 
if my Mars, yeah, if my Mars is in Aquarius, in the house of uh, self-expression, it's going to manifest itself through self-expression. Somebody whose Mars is in Aquarius in the house that rules family is more than more likely going to express their Aquarian driving force in building a big family, something mm, like that. Okay. So it is very, when you get down, uh, there are a lot of computer programs now that can give you kind of, cause there's so much, and then it's what planets are at odds with each other. So if your son, oh, Saturn is the one I left out, which is uh, the trials and tribulations, hardships of your life. Very important planet. Um, if your Saturn is at opposition with your Venus, then you are going to have that manifesting, that energy manifesting in your love life. Like that, that's going to be, and if you look at people's lives, you can kind of see that everyone has a cross to bear. Like everyone has uh, a thing to overcome in their life. And here you just have something that you can look at and give you more information and know that like, okay, uh, this is a theme in my life. Also where they are stacked, uh, affects you as well or or tells you a lot about your personality someone whose things are evenly uh spread out around their chart is someone who's like more well-rounded uh kind of personality as opposed to someone who's all pushed over to one side uh the side that you're pushed over means something so it's it's a very deep thing to get into also transits are what I think horoscopes are based off of. But transits? Transits are where the planets are moving in mm. relation to each other like today. Okay. And transits, if you get into transits and understand them, that's a valuable tool in knowing that uh, where's Mars right now? What's Mars doing? This is the driving force. This is a good time to sign contracts. This is a good time to push forward. Mars was retrograde. Dude, this is a lot. This is it is a lot. Yeah. It's very, and I'm, it's I'm a novice at this shit. No, all right, so I guess if I can go back to that question I was trying to ask before. Do you believe that this applies to every person? That this that that your astro that your birth chart is true? Yes. Just yes. The, every person. That if they if you did your actual birth chart, yes. I've okay. never done a, a real birth chart for somebody who wasn't like uh yeah, that's true. So now there are done... things that contradict each other. Mm -hmm. So if you have a really strong aspect with your Mercury uh, and then you read something about your Mars, that Mercury will, there are things in the Mercury position that can uh, stop the Mars thing from manifesting. But that's just something like when I'm reading it, I can see where those two things okay. balance each other out. Yeah, because the stuff that I've read, there's things where I'm like, like you just mentioned the Mars and Pisces. Like you sent me, like there's, uh, I don't I don't know what they all are. But like Mars and Pisces, I remember you sending me that and, and us, you know, we read it in a Mexican restaurant together. And we were like, oh, wow, this really, this is really, really true. But there's other stuff that you've read about my birth chart where I'm like, mm, I don't think that that really uh, lines up with me. And then you've been like, oh, well, but you are on a cusp, right? Like you like you've got some more Sagittarius traits or something like that and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, there have been certain things where I'm like, eh. Not totally, not totally. I and have other found things. that the sun sign is the least relevant hmm. in, in my experience. Which is the one that everyone knows. Is the one that everyone knows. Interesting. And so I think, and I always mix these two up, but the sun sign and the rising sign are, one is who you actually are and one is who you are perceived to be or the inside you and the outside you or something. I fuck those two up all the time. But I think that it's such a general 
the mask that you wear. There are also things that when I first learned about astrology, which by the way, I studied to prove that it was demonic. That's how I learned when you were the Christian? science of astrology. Yes. To prove that it was demonic and then was like, oh wait, this actually makes shit tons of sense. So just from the uh-huh. beginning of time, people were recording all of these events in their life and then picking up on the How patterns. old is astrology? Old. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, That's cool. So I feel like it is a, a cheat code. It is uh, just extra information that you can use either as an oracle, but then also use to know uh, when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. If you know what the energetic frequency, the kind of push is right now, you know that this is a good time to strike. Oh, Mars is retrograde right now. This is uh, not a great time. Mercury retrograde gets thrown around all the time and gets I made hear that fun all of. the time. Uh, it fucks up your phones. I can tell by the way my phone is operating if Mercury is in retrograde. Really? Because Mercury, uh, super cute computer of your mind, but also like all technology and everything is uh, is controlled by Mercury or is affected by Mercury. So when Mercury is retrograde, um, You're everything saying- takes forever to load and you're uh just nothing works right for me i can tell when mercury is retrograde because gravity feels heavier and uh what the but then occasionally like once a year because i think there's three or four a year once a year i'll just have a mercury retrograde that is fantastic that is just fantastic and that has something to do with whether or not i have just recently switched time like recently dumped um some old programming Mm. i'll have a really good mercury retrograde so just because the the planet mercury is passing our planet in a certain way that like all technology on planet earth is getting fucked up like everyone's cell phone and every every website and everything um it happens a lot and i'm not not every always uh, extreme but and i don't know that it's mercury causes it or just that if you have the cheat codes, you just get to know. I don't know enough about video games, but imagine in a video game, if you had done a bunch of research on the video game and found out that uh, if this horse rides by in Red Den- Redemption, uh, you can go s- steal this thing. I don't. You know what I mean? Like, like it's uh-huh. just a cheat code. It's just... Knowing that when Mercury is retrograde, you can. I would love to make fun of your knowledge of Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> but I also do not play video games. It, horses so may- and stealing, may- I guarantee you. Maybe that is what happens. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. My son was actually just uh, giving me shit for not having enough video games uh, and not playing. And I'm like, sorry, I'm not a loser. Okay. Yeah. Uh, whatever kid speaking but like uh you tell speaking of my son uh he's in your son's sun sign yeah he's he's also an aquarius and uh you have given me you've told me like listen he's gonna be stubborn he's gonna he's gonna need he's aquarius needs to like control everything they need to feel autonomous they need to feel yeah that's very different than like if you had a virgo who feels like they need to control other people he just needs to feel autonomous oh virgos must suck um (laughs) I uh, I think about that. Like just the other day he was saying, we were talking about, um, he struggles like when he switches houses. The first couple days at my house, 
suck. Like his attitude sucks and he's just, uh, he's just difficult. And it's like the same thing at his mom's house, you know? And we were like talking about that. And I was like trying to get him. I was like, do you just want to just be at one person's house? Is that better for you, man? And he said, no, the only thing I don't like about my mom's house is she tells me what days I go to my dad's house. And my dad tells me what days I go to mom's house. And I want to decide what days I go. And I was like, mm. it's pretty important for you to have control, huh? And he was like, yes. And it's so cool that he's five and has a personality and stuff. And I like it. But like, I thought of that because about the control thing because of what you had said. Here's a, a story in an Aquarius child. Um, so his mom's having problems with him. Like she gets into huge fights with him over putting on clothes and I just let him wear whatever the hell he wants. Uh, I just, I feel like that's not, not a fight worth having. If he needs to have that sort of control, fine, fucking do it, you know? And he's, uh, but he, I tell him he has to change his underwear. He has to put on new underwear every day. Like your underwear is dirty, put on new underwear. And so one day he refused to do it. And I was like, all right, I'm just not going to have a fight with him. He can wear dirty underwear today. Then the next day I was like, I was telling him that he got, it was like, go to your room and pick out the clothes you want to wear, but you have to put on new underwear. You have to put on new socks. And I like looked at him in the eye and made sure he understood. I was like, you're going to put on new underwear. And he was like, yes. And then he goes and he comes back and just something about the smile he had on his face when he was like dressed. I was like, did you put on new underwear? And he was like, yeah. I was like, let me see it. So then he pulls, he pulls uh, his pants down a little bit to show me that he's got a new pair of underwear on. And then I look a little bit closer. <laughs> he's wear, he's still wearing his old underwear. <laughs> he just put on a new pair over top of it, and he just has to have that. He's just like, you can't, you can't make me take off my undies. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna wear these undies until I'm done wearing them. And uh, I don't know if uh, it was incomprehensible to me as a young child that adults are in charge of me. It just, I was like, but I am me. Why would you be in charge of me? I was obsessed with the idea of emancipation from a very young age. I was uh, terrible in school because just the idea of you're going to tell me what I have to do, that's insane. Get fucked. Aquariuses also have bad uh, hygiene, tend to have bad hygiene because they're so far <laughs> in the clouds that dirty underwear would dirty not underwear bother thing. them. All uh, the stuff about my birthday is like, uh, take a shower. <laughs> it's like, and when I was young, it's like not now, but when I was young, that's what your, your horoscope has to my horoscope you is like, you are in a physical body. You have to take care of that body. Eat food, drink water, take showers because I... And when I was younger, it was bad. Like I would Mine's be so just far like, in the clouds. Uh, you're gonna fall in love with someone that hurts you. And I'm like, get fucked. You don't know a fucking. <laughs> Shut up. I also don't like authority figures, but not. Ju- I, it seems. I don't know. I can relate. I can relate to Ethan a little bit on that. All right. Here is my Mars in Pisces things that we keep uh, referencing. I pulled it up so that uh, we could look at it because there were things in it that I remember um, uh, hitting me. Oh, but now it seems like such a chore to try to read these and try to figure out what it is. Fuck it. We're not going to do it. I think it was pretty funny when we met, we read 
Mars and Pisces. It was, but now Mars it seems now that I pull it up, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so much to read. I don't understand. No one wants to listen to us try to find the 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 right parts. Um, you shine when you actively share your awareness. Oh, hold on, sorry. The ver- the vitality of Mars that's so attuned to the soul makes you different because you're not motivated by worldly gain. You can grow despondent without a creative pursuit and the catharsis that comes from fully. Exp- uh, expressing all that's inside of you there's a lot about creativity right and we i was like oh yeah you shine when you actively share your awareness of the subtle realities that are often missed i absolutely that's i feel like uh in the feedback we've gotten since we started this podcast it's a lot of what uh and i feel like i am i'm shining you bring enchantment back into the topside world and with it a sense of wonder I think I'm great at bringing a sense of wonder Absolutely. to things. There's an ar- this is an artistic Mars that's often got a sense of devotion about self-expression. You may be talented in music or visual arts or other symbolic mediums. With this Mars, you want to be a channel for a variety of soulful expressions. Absolutely. There's a natural path there to wear many faces, as with acting is my dream or embody the language of the soul and they say dance or poetry they skip stand-up comedy because that is uh, an underrated uh, uh, language of the soul right there um, they say that they are uh, empathic uh, and I feel very empathetic they uh, they anyway blah 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 there was this was something that resonated super well I feel like we could read for a while and stuff but I don't want to bore everyone at home you once did what is it tell me what when you put two birth charts on top of each other what is that when you like compare there's you did a, that several different us. ways to do it so i have uh, every compatibility chart for us and um that i did like last year and so there's one where they just put all of our stuff together and then it's the aspects against each other and that kind of paints the picture of the dynamic. And then there's one where somehow they fuse the two together and uh, come out with an average of the two. And I was just reading... The, there's one that I would read all the time. And then there was so much of the podcast stuff was in there. And when I did this, it was before the podcast. We were just like best friends, but it felt like we were like, uh, like destined for, for something. And so I, I secretly did it. Cause I was like, I'm not gonna tell him I did a fucking compatibility chart with him, but it was so now much you stuff told about me, our You podcast. told me, but you were like, I'm not going to tell you. And I, I was would like, send you good. I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it. this is good. You're like, I think it's going to freak you out. And I was like, it will please don't, please don't tell me. And so, yeah, like over the course of a, of 18 months, you've slowly told me like when something has come up, you've been like, okay, so I have to tell you about this birth chart thing. Did, did you post that in the group? Or you just posted our I individual. I posted our individual charts. I didn't do um, our. If you guys aren't charts. in the Facebook group, it's probably because you're not cool enough, um, and you're and you're right not to join. Okay, but uh, for those that are in the Facebook group, uh, there's extra. There's, there's it's just a cool place to just discuss stuff about the podcast and uh, and 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 hang out and meet new friends. People have made friends in our Facebook group, and it makes me it makes me so I know, happy. It's so beautiful. It makes me happy. Um, Dude, we got. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm going off on a on a on a tangent. Sorry. Um, this reminds me, though, 
there's so much that I felt like um, we talked with Kira Sultanovich about uh, about readings and stuff, and I said that I I I was open to that because in Mormonism I gave people blessings. I touched, I physically touched them and felt in tune with the spirit, and then told and then pronounced blessings upon them that I felt was from God. And that's pretty similar to when you hold someone's palm and try to feel what they're feeling and and then tell them like ways to help themselves. You right. Know? Like uh, I I people have asked me as a Melchizedek priesthood holder for a blessing that because they were struggling with a certain question. Right. And how is that that different from a, you getting a reading from Karen Rontowski when you were struggling with a. Uh, with something, you know, and right. you go and you go to her. It's not that different. It's just I think that that's I used to think that there that Mormonism was the right answer and that that was the only way to express spirituality. And now I think that like we are spiritual creatures and that there uh, there's a multitude of ways to express that spirituality. And you just find the way that you like some people just watch movies and like that's your spirituality. Great. I totally get that. Some people read books, listen to music. Some people like tarot cards and stuff. But like this birth chart thing reminds me of patriarchal blessings. In Mormonism, there is a position called the stake patriarch, which uh, is just like an old dude who is spirit. Basically, it was invented because Joseph Smith needed to give his dad something to do. <laughs> his dad was like, I need something to do. And like there, there were no more hierarchy positions. So he's like, you're the patriarch. OK, so you just, you know, keep women in their place, I guess. You just hold hold down the patriarchy. But it's a it's a man, of course. I mean, we're not going to give this position to women. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god uh i would love to go off on a tangent about the new women stuff in the temple though we will uh probably do that on an episode never just to keep uh, our fans are always like why don't you talk about that stuff anyway the patriarch there's one in every stake and you can go get one blessing in your lifetime from the patriarch you just get one or you can like appeal to have another one i guess this was something i heard that someone did when they're sucked so bad <laughs> um <laughs> But they they give you this very special blessing. And I got mine when I was a teenager trying to like I was I needed to go on a mission and I was struggling with pornography and stuff. And like I was in this crossroads and felt like uh, I couldn't uh, like I, I was about to be swallowed up by Satan or something if I didn't get my life on track. And so I went and got my patriarchal blessing. It was so important to me. I fasted. You ever fast? Yeah. Fasting uh, is like denying the physical uh, needs of your body so that the that you can hear the spiritual needs more. Right. Like I feel like your body needs physical and spiritual nourishment, but the physical shouts so much louder. I need sleep. I need food. I need this. And so you just feed it and you don't really hear what your spirit needs. It's quieter. Right. So if you deny the physical stuff, you can hear you can become more spiritually attuned. So Mormons fast once a month. Uh, you have like fast Sunday, but technically like fast Sunday is really, it's supposed to be like fasting for a day, but really it's like you fast for like uh, a few hours. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you just, you just skip breakfast and then eat a big lunch as soon as you come home from church. You're not really fasting. So when I got my patriarchal blessing, I really, really wanted to fast. And I did a full fast with no food or water for 48 hours. 
and I was working in a French fry trailer in Six Flags America in the summer. This was like August. It was hot. I was I uh, got really sick because I was fasting so much, and I just I was sweating, and I just for forty eight hours, no food or water, because I wanted to be so spiritual when I went in and got this blessing, and I went in and I got it, and it meant so much to me, and. I used to study it. I had I laminated it and and got it in a size. I shrunk it down in a size that fit into my scriptures. And once a month on my mission, I would pull it out and I would study it as if it were scriptures because it was. It was scriptures written for me. Right. This is me. And I would study it and like read it and stuff. And uh, when we were preparing for this episode, I was like, I'm going to pull this thing out and like read it like we can read a whore. We can read a birth chart and then we can read this thing. And I read it again and it fucking sucks. (laughs) It's such bullshit. It used to mean so much to me. And it's just a bunch of like I told you, like it's it's like it's like scriptures just for me. It's just regular scriptures. He's just quoting scriptures. He's like, I bless you to honor your thy father and mother that they die, that they're that your days may be long upon the earth that's fucking that you didn't i didn't need to come to you for that there's already a scripture that says that man it was i was so disappointed to reread it uh now and it used i it used to mean so much to me but it's mostly just generic newspaper horoscope bullshit i did like that it said that you uh would have the gift of discernment okay there are two there are two good things there are two good things in it uh it does give me the gift of discernment which i feel is true and I like that. Yeah. Um, and then there's this weird part about uh, enjoying nature, which always stuck with me because I don't enjoy nature that much. <laughs> but it, did it say like you should? It said I bless you to like appreciate the the beauties of God's creation and to share the that appreciation for God's nature with those spirits that will be entrusted to you as a father in Zion, which I think is the real reason that that oh all, yeah that loved of course me. that's why you Lo- I loved yeah I would just read mm. as a missionary and I'd be like I better start learning to love camping because I got to share it with the spirits that God's going to entrust to me for some reason God really needs me to to teach my son to love mountains so <laughs> I better fucking like the sunset I guess <laughs> and uh, and teach it to to my son but those are the only two parts that like stood out as like something that wasn't generic and only one of them was true <laughs> but like everything else was just generic stuff and it made me so sad so i started talking to other people if you listen to our if you're a, a patron you've heard the the episode with the dartnells danny dartnell a great friend of ours has a cool idea where she wants to do a podcast where she reads people's patriarchal blessings and sees uh, if it lines up with their current life yeah and i think that's that's brilliant I think that's brilliant. Also brilliant, you should join our Patreon. Uh, That would be brilliant. You guys are missing out. But uh, the people that I have talked to, like ex-Mormons who have shared patriarchal blessing stuff with me, uh, it is, there is so much that's just the same. And I feel like they do. Do they just like give out the same patriarchal patriarchal blessing on wednesdays like your names yeah <laughs> anyone who got one you on have the gift of discernment because it was thursday well it's just a dude like i used to think that everyone who had a calling in the church was specifically called and was given magical powers specific to that calling but i think that there are probably some patriarchs so i was talking to a friend who uh was in a position at the church library to read thousands or hundred i don't know how many she read a lot of patriarchal blessings and like she said most patriarchs 
just give the exact same thing over and over. They hit the what same a beats. Bummer. Be they a the creative artist. But there was like there was some guy. She said there was one dude in New Zealand who like there was no pattern. All of his blessings are totally different. And she's like, so I think that guy definitely has a gift. You know, I used to think that only if you were called, you had to have a gift. But right. now I just, I, I think there You're are. more p- like assigned. There are, yeah, there are people out there with gifts. And when it lines up with the right calling, then it's, then it's magical, you know? Uh, so I think some people out there have really cool blessings. Like, it's like, it's like if you were in a church that just like, there had to be a tarot card reader and like we just assigned one woman to be the tarot card reader. Some churches would get us a bad tarot card reader. She wouldn't know what she was doing. But like every now and then you get one that's like Karen who's fucking great. And she could do, she could do great readings and stuff. And I think it's like that. I would be super. I want Danny to start this podcast so bad. I would listen to that. I would want to hear other people. I was so excited about it. The thing about your, uh, your patriarchal blessing saying the gift of discernment that I love so much was I got that prophetess gave me that prophecy when I was like 19 or 20. We talked about on one of the first episodes. I'm really flailing. Um, And the gift of discernment was the thing that stood out more than anything else. She said that you will have in the end times, the gift of discernment and you will be able to cut through the crap. Which is what I like. I don't. Th- we my patriarch would never have said crap. Okay, right. he didn't say that. But like the gift of discernment is listed in, in a couple of scriptures and stuff as a possible gift, and it's about like telling, being able to see the truth. You know, it was the number one thing that we bonded over. It was, was the first that, thing that I was like, oh my god, I've you hear, I hear people lie. I, I hear them lie all the time. Told you how I hear people lie, and then you were like, oh my god, I do that, and then that was the. Uh, but that was the first, it wasn't until I met you. There were so many things about meeting you, Jessa, that like, and I like, I remember in that, in that period of time where I never shut up about you and I talked to everyone in my life just about, just about you. Cause I was like, she's not saying anything different than what I've been that like I've talked about or what I've been taught my whole life. But she says it like from a completely different angle that like suddenly it clicks. Like I, I knew that I could hear people lie. But like I didn't know what that I I kept it to myself. I didn't know what that was, and I never called that the gift of discernment. Like the gift of discernment was this other thing that seemed like something just reserved for church or something. Yeah, like just about like what the what what truth what the true gospel was or something like that. And then when I met you and you told me about like you like and we realized we had that in common. And then you told me about the prophetess saying that I was like fuck. That's what my gift of discernment is. I've had it this whole time. I've known about it. They told me I had it, and I didn't. And I didn't even realize what it was until someone like talked to, to me about it from a different perspective. And that's what I think is so the best part about leaving Mormonism for me is that I've gotten to. Uh, there are aspects of Mormonism that have become more true since leaving it because I've examined it through the spectrum. Uh, of other people's religion or spirituality and those things that line up still, there's a bunch of stuff that gets caught, like thrown to the wayside. We're like, all right, well that's not true or whatever. Right. But like, it has been really cool to find out what my own, uh, spirituality is and to know that it's not just limited to old, uh, dudes, uh, uh, you know, in, in the Bishop's office on Sunday afternoons, giving me a blessing. Like I can, I, if I want to, I can get it from an app, uh, on my phone, <laughs> yeah, that tells me uh, not to 
not to uh, dive into a new relationship this week. You know, whatever it is. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Is it time to wrap up this episode? This is. Oh, okay. Anyway. What a fun episode. What a fun episode. Dude, I can't... Can you imagine... Can you imagine... People just... I don't think they know Mormons well enough when you when you believe this shit. We... We we fast forward through Liv Tyler's bra in Armageddon. Like we cannot <laughs> when when Ben Affleck when Ben Affleck put that animal cracker down her panties like that we could not fathom it. You're talking about a group of people that uh that get upset when girls wear uh leggings on campus. Like we cannot look at it. It 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 bothers us so much. And yet you think that uh, we will just jump on top of a bed <laughs> while while our friends uh uh I I'm a hoping are then maybe are pantless at least they'd have to be pantless. <laughs> uh, to, you think I'm going to look at my friend's girlfriend's ass and jump up and down so that he can uh st- get his penis up inside of her? It's just uh it's just ludicrous. There's, it's ludicrous. Like, there's uh I just don't know how uh nitpicky is god like how i guess i would need to know the scripture that you're trying to work around i think putting your dick in is just counts just counts it just counts. counts i have heard of people doing anal to get around losing their virginity and that seems bad shit to me because anal is definitely uh not the gateway drug <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway guys if you've taken nothing away from this episode, uh, I hope that it's that you should join our Patreon. <laughs> uh, of, of anything else, join our Patreon. Give us your money. Uh, and then uh, come see us perform. We are coming to Glendale, Arizona, Houston, Texas, Burley, Idaho, Boise, Idaho, Las Vegas, Nevada, Salt Lake City, Minneapolis, Minnesota. They're all coming up. They're on our calendar. They're on our websites. Join our Facebook group, and we'll catch you next time on Mormon Mormon and and the the Math Head. If you put a Mormon and a Math Head together, this is what they sound like. Aaron Woodall and Jessarita. Listen to them talking to Mike It's a good show